Hello. Well, a lot has changed in the weeks since the last podcast. And of course, it's all to do with coronavirus. Just like a lot of people in the world at the moment, I'm in lockdown at the moment. So the only time I'm going out of the house is to walk the family dog, Luna, and get a bit of exercise myself and a bit of fresh air, take a few pictures of uh, Luna as we're walking about. It's just a little something to do, keep the old creative juices going. Um, And they can be seen on Instagram. There's a a new picture of Luna go up, not on the the main page, but on the stories where you click the uh, icon, you know, the profile picture. Um, And that's I've been doing that for a few weeks now, which has been a bit of fun. And also I've been having a bit of an experiment with hashtags to do with the uh you know using hashtags on posts and it's been an interesting sort of experiment because it just shows how critically important hashtags are usually i add around about six something like that and i've started adding up to a total of 30 now and it completely changes um who sees your work there's a lot of people who's search Instagram and look for images that they're interested in by hashtag and you just get your work in front of them. It's as simple as that. So it's a bit of hit and miss. Sometimes it works quite well, sometimes it doesn't, but whether that's down to the hashtags that I use or the picture, maybe, um, I, I don't know. But that's something I'll continue working on. Um, and I suppose it falls into like Instagram marketing, but... Um, it seems as though it's working quite well at the moment. Uh, I realised that the hashtags were important, but I thought uh, I could get away with using only a few, you know, a maximum of eight, something like that. And it turns out that really to get my work in front of people, you need to add a lot more than that. So we'll see how it carries on for the next month. Um, have a look at the Instagram profile page. There's some reinterpretations of some of my Isla pictures going up there and I'm also going to be going through some old work and discussing it and things like that over the next few weeks so it should be quite interesting uh, to have a look at old projects and any photos that I want to sort of put up and show Um, continually moving one each day so we'll see how that goes so apart from that really there hasn't been a huge amount um, going on, on over the last four weeks. It's been quite a lot to sort of get my head round and get sorted out and things move at such speed. The one thing that I did do is put a new BBC News app onto my phone and then about three or four weeks later I took it off again for the exactly the same reason that I took it off originally. Um, it, Stephen Fry, one of his uh, podcast recently said you know it, uh, it doesn't matter about uh, the news uh, you get to find the important stuff out anyway so it, and the problem is with having an app is you're always pressing it and having a look and at the moment it's not particularly very nice news to hear about you know deaths going up or down or and sometimes, you know, uh, the fixation that some of the news editors get with... I mean, we've had Boris Johnson 
are the Prime Minister, of course, in intensive care, which is an important story, but the way that they dwell on it um, to such an extent, you know, that here's a top story when you've had 980 Brits die in a hospital in 24 hours because of coronavirus. It seems as though some editors haven't got their priorities right. But I am ranting about something uh, which I shouldn't do on here. But anyway, you know, it's it's about priorities, people, I think, at the end of the day. And sometimes I don't think these news organisations quite have their priorities right. So, um, yeah, so basically at the moment... With the the business is sort of in lockdown, but certain areas can still function because there's a large degree of separation. So I'm still taking orders via uh, the website for photocopying and repairs and restoration and various other different things because I never see the people usually who order that anyway. So there's a nice degree of separation there. Coming to the house is a different matter. That's a no-no. Um, and any photography jobs, of course, at the moment are on shutdown. So, yeah, I'm not in a bad position. Can't really complain. I think if it lasts to towards the end of the summer, things could start getting a bit tight. Generally speaking, I'm in a lot better situation than probably a lot of other people are out there, which, I mean, hopefully we can get this coronavirus thing sorted out fairly quickly. So, yeah, the business is sort of partially working, probably about, I don't know, 30%, something like that. But it brings some income in. And then, of course, there's the print sales and various other different bits and pieces. And I want to try and work uh, on extending the uh, print side of it while I've got the time as well. It's about using the time wisely. Um Although it is tricky when you look out the window and see a beautiful sunny day and you realise that you can't go out and take any pictures. Um, well, you could do, but it's a bit naughty. It's, in fact, it's very naughty. It's breaking the rules, so you don't do it. Ah, glass of water. Right. I haven't really got that much in the way of website news because not very much has been happening. I have got some links, some rather interesting links. Um, one of the things while I was messing around with Instagram that I came across was that I got... Um, whenever I posted anything to Instagram, it used to come up on the Twitter feed... And I found that the, the images weren't being uh, posted to Twitter automatically by IFT. Uh, if this, then that. Uh, that service, which I've used for quite a few years now. I couldn't get it to work. The only way that I managed to get it to work was delete my old account, set up a fresh account, and... Uh, and hey presto everything started working again so i don't know i don't know exactly what the problem was there whether something had disconnected or something i don't know whether the account had been deactivated behind the scenes no idea but anyway managed to get it working so that was something that was sorted out as well but generally speaking everything seems to be going okay at the moment so i think really it's time to get on to the podcast uh the links side of the podcast and 
we can get those out of the way and then hey presto it's another podcast over so i've got three here from various different uh sources two of them are from the bbc website uh and another one is from the magnum website as usual uh, the first one is to do with Apollo 13. This is Enhanced Images Reveal Life on Stricken Spacecraft. Now, this is where someone has taken the 16mm footage that was shot on Apollo 13 after the incident on board, the explosion that jeopardised the lives of three astronauts on board. And... Um, what he's been able to do is he's been able to sort of like improve the quality and yeah the results are very very encouraging they are you know some some great images provided from the start and it's quite interesting when you read about how it was done as well i won't go into it here but what i'll say is it's um it has a lot to do with if you ever use the panoramic software that stitches images together, it sort of has a similar sort of connection, really. Um, stacking multiple frames of the same scene, uh, scene on top of each other. Uh, but it's, it's quite an interesting technique and it could probably work with uh, the stuff as well. Um, so that's quite an original way of doing it. So have a look at that. Uh, what's the name of the guy? Uh, Andy Saunders. Uh, yeah, he created sharp stills from low-quality 16mm film shot by the crew on Apollo 13. So have a look at that. It's a really interesting way of um, creating new images from original material that isn't quite... Um, isn't quite the, the quality that you want but you, there's ways and means around it now with digital tools the next one is this is another film one this is another Dennis Stock there's been a few of these recently but Dennis Stock's photography is just um, fantastic this is Magnum on set American Graffiti Dennis Stock photographed George Lucas's coming of age adventure featuring high school romance Californian cruise strips and drag racing I mean if you're a big film buff if you're a big George Lucas buff, um, these images are just absolutely fantastic. Typical Dennis Stock work, getting to the nitty-gritty of a film set and photographing the characters and uh, just a beautiful record of uh, filmmaking. I've never actually seen American Graffiti. It's probably something that I should, um, you know, I should check out. Um, I have seen some of George Lucas's other material. Um before he did Star Wars. There used to be a very good TV show on BBC Two late on the night where Alex Cox, I believe it was the director, used to introduce um, films that he liked and uh, you know, and then they would play the film afterwards. And uh, one of them was, I can't remember what the name of the film was. I'm sure it's mentioned somewhere in here. It's a science fiction one that he did in... I think it was 1970, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it was... But I've never seen American Graffiti. So, But, but these images are absolutely superb. And it introduces... Um, the film has actors who went on to, to better things, including Harrison Ford and 
Um, Ron Howard, of course, director who later went on, directed uh, Solo and was in Happy Days. Had quite a diverse sort of career. He's, he's, he is a director now, but uh, I think he's given the acting side of the business up. But yeah, it's a fantastic series of images about the film and the story and uh, the tale of making the, making the movie. So if you are a big fan of movies and behind the scenes stuff, take a look at that. And the final one, there might be a bonus if I can uh, if I can find something that I like. But this one is from the BBC website and this is Tales from the Far-Flung Pharaohs, the people who live on remote rocks in the North Atlantic. This is the Faroe Islands, which is between Scotland. It's sort of slap bang in the middle between uh, the UK, Norway and Iceland. Um, it's a, a fantastic landscape. It's very, very sort of uh, Tolkien, really. It's Lord of the Rings sort of landscapes. Um but this is really just a document of the island and the people and the way that they live. It's just a beautiful uh, set of images, but, but also the presentation on the, the BBC website is fantastic. It's it's all being put together in a really interesting way. As you scroll down the page, the images sort of come up and fade out. It's... Uh, brilliantly presented and uh, so if you're looking for some sort of escape while you're housebound during this coronavirus i'd certainly recommend that i mean one image that really stands out to me is um you know one of the farmers uh looks as though he's delivering stuff to his maybe to his flock or something like that but he's right near the edge of the cliff and i mean his sheepdog is right on the edge um, in the picture of this this cliff face, it's a fantastic image, and the light is absolutely superb. A brilliant set of images. I'll just try and find out the name of the photographer because I can't quite. Um, Christian Peterson is the name of the photographer. Um, just a superb set of photos about a fascinating. Uh, subject i mean even though they are actually quite near to the uk um most of their influences in fact virtually all of their influences come from norway uh, and denmark rather than the uk so they're it's quite an interesting uh interesting place very remote sparsely populated but uh has a very rich heritage uh, of storytelling um uh, and a very self-reliant um people kind of keep themselves to themselves really so it's a great 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 piece about the people of the pharaohs so that is it for this podcast this is not going to be particularly a long one this month but i don't think that's particularly a bad thing because sometimes i do waffle on a bit um like i say there is a bonus podcast coming up when that will come out certainly within the next two or three weeks uh and then we'll just uh see how it goes with this coronavirus business um but it's probably going to be quite a while before it goes out of the headlines sadly so 
hope you all keep safe. Thank you very much for listening. And I will be back with some more links and hijinks and all sorts of things uh, in a few weeks' time. <laughs>